This is Viterbi Voices, the podcast, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more directly from our faculty, students, and other members of the engineering community here at the University of Southern California. This is episode 67, featuring Yang and Marcella from Athena Hacks. Tune in for an awesome conversation with some of the founders of the first all-female hackathon in Southern California discussing gender empowerment in the CS community and how anyone can learn to code a sweet project in a matter of hours. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. This is episode... 67. 67. Oh my goodness. It mm-hmm. is... Uh, today we're... Uh, well, when is this going out? This um, next Monday, I would say. Monday. So this is the beginning of December. Yeah. Um, welcome back to Viterbi Voices. We have had a fantastic fall semester so far. Lots yeah. of different episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. As always, I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Rhea Chowdhury. I'm a junior here studying biomedical engineering. And I'm really excited to finish up this podcast season. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this episode is uh, Athena Hacks. And yes. we had Marcella and Yang in mm-hmm. to talk about the all-female hackathon that they started last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going into their second year here. Uh, yeah. and, and it was a really cool conversation. We had a lot of fun it with was. them. It was. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff over there. So they planned... One of the biggest, I don't want to spoil the episode, but yeah. they're planning a really, really cool all-female hackathon here at USC. And not only are USC students attending, there are students from universities all over Southern California, and yeah. even some high school students. Even some high school students, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, especially, really cool. yeah, they, I think some fun facts to pull out of this conversation was... Um, Less than 10% of hackathon participants, based on their experiences, um, are, are female, mm-hmm. and that creates kind of an, an interesting environment where women mm-hmm. may not be able to feel comfortable contributing um, mm-hmm. or able to contribute or encouraged to contribute as much. Yeah. Um, and so they created this all-female hackathon, um, yeah. which is it's just they're doing some really cool things, some mm-hmm. awesome participation in their first year. Uh, and their second year, look, it sounds like they have even more uh, and better uh, opportunities planned for the spring semester. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just a really awesome opportunity to talk about women in computer science, yeah. uh, women in computer science here at USC, the opportunities that they're making for themselves, and really just creating a, a really new uh, uh, playing field mm-hmm. for women to create. And even yeah. for someone like you, Rhea, that, yeah. that hasn't thought about going into hacking mm-hmm. or Uh, programming at all. It seemed like a really cool opportunity. Yeah, it definitely seems like a very empowering space. They really are trying to get people, not only that are CS majors, but just instill a love for computer science and and starting projects and for people outside of the field, which is really cool. And they have a lot of workshops and presentations and things that are really breaking down those barriers and letting anyone come and just learn about what CS entails, which is really, really cool. Cool. Well, um, given that it is the beginning of December, uh, mm-hmm. a couple things are happening. Um, you are going into finals. Yes. So how do you feel? A little stressed, but it's okay. So I took my last midterm yesterday, and then I have two finals next week, and then one final the week after. But my two hardest finals are on the same day, which is going to be a little stressful. Oh, really? But is it yeah. the beginning or the end? It's the, the two on Thursday next week. Oh, really? Yeah. But the good thing, so one of them is organic chemistry. The other one is cadaver anatomy. But the midterm I had yesterday was also organic chemistry, and that one was pretty cumulative. So I feel mm-hmm. like I have a good baseline going into you're it. A good like, momentum going yeah, in, right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're so, like, I've been studying it. Yeah, I feel on top of it. I've been studying it for a while now, so I, f- I don't feel as stressed about that one as I probably 
thought I would be when I was like initially planning out my final schedule. But Cadaver Anatomy is going to be a trip. That yeah, that one is well. Ochem or or yeah, Cadaver's a lab, so there's a practical component of it. So we're going to go in there, and he's going to have little flags on on different body parts. I hope this isn't too graphic. I know what you're going into and I, yeah. and I don't know if people know that that exists. Like yeah. what that test is like. Basically, it's very, you're going to go into a room of cadavers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they label different. So this, this unit was focused on a lot of cranial nerves, parts of the skull, and even like the abdomen and the foregut, hindgut, midgut, and like all these different body parts and stuff. So they're labeling with pins and then based on certain questions we just have to like answer it with the pin number and the professor for that class is amazing he tries to make the exam as fair as possible but there's just three sheets of paper front and back with terms that we need to know for this final and it's it's a lot it's basically like you know this thing pull this muscle back there's this pin there there's also another pin behind that one yeah and then it's like which and now which nerve innervates all three of those muscles and then it's like and then which artery is providing the blood to them and it's just it's a lot of information are intense yeah yeah Yeah. it's intense Mm -hmm. well good luck thanks good luck um (laughs) i'm sure you're gonna do great um and uh for us in admission we just passed the um the first application deadline for merit scholarship consideration, and we've got mm-hmm. a, we've got a, a ton of applications. We're still processing, so I don't know the exact number as of yet, but we've mm-hmm. got some really great applications. Um, we are beginning to review those applications this week, and the Office oh. of Admission is starting to do that, and then we'll be going through as well and determining who we want to start to choose as scholarship finalists. That will happen in the next month or two. Um, but for those of you that uh, did not apply or haven't finished just yet, you should realize that there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the application deadline is January 15th, and so there is, you keep working on it. Just make sure you get your application submitted by January 15th. That's the Common App. You can go to usc.edu slash Common App to start working on it if you haven't done so already uh, or to make sure that you wrap that up. And uh, when you're applying, if you're thinking about studying engineering at USC, the only thing that you need to do is make sure that you list one of the engineering disciplines as your first choice major on the application. Uh, and and that's, that's really it. Um, just complete that information and get that in by January 15th. That is the final deadline to be considered for um, a first-year applicant. If you are at another college or university and you're looking to apply as a transfer student, check back in with us in January, but the application deadline is going to be February. So uh, viterbiadmission.usc.edu slash transfer is where you're going to get all that information for all of our transfer applicants. No reason to start that application just yet. Wait till you have <laughs> your fall grades before you start looking at the, that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. We've gotten yeah. so many emails, so many different questions regarding admission right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sure. that our last episode, if you haven't checked it out, or not, a couple episodes ago? Couple of, the application one? Yeah. Yeah, that was two episodes ago now. Two episodes ago. Yeah. The busting admission myths yeah. uh, was a fun episode. That's gotten uh, a lot of a lot of play. And it has so almost you, a thousand plays I know. now. I know. It's yeah. really cool. It's, it's one really of our exciting. most popular episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions or you're just not sure about something, go check out that episode because we, we handle a lot of the, the, that information in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, let's, uh, let's get out of the way and hand it over to uh, Ying and Marcella, who are two computer science students, and they're talking about their all-female hackathon that they started 
Athena Hacks. <laughs> well, um, thanks for, for, for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I think what would be really cool is first just let us know who you are. Like, it, basic introductions, what your name is, where you're from, um, mm-hmm. and what you're studying. So, Yang, you want to get started? Yeah, um, I'm Yang. I'm a junior uh, studying computer science. I'm from Chandler, Arizona. Um, I guess on campus, I do a couple of things other than Athena Hacks, which I guess we'll talk about a little more today. Um, I'm also in Code the Change, which Marcel is also part <laughs> of. Um, and I also do research on campus. Um, I'm Marcella. I am a junior studying computer science. Um, I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, On campus, um, like Ying said, I also do Code the Change, and I'm also um, a course producer for one of the classes, one of the CS classes. Cool. St. Petersburg. So help me understand, what is the difference between St. Petersburg and Tampa? (laughs) St. Petersburg is its own city. (laughs) 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 You have more fun. (laughs) Is there a rivalry between Tampa and St. Pete? No, I just don't like when people are like, oh, I'm from Tampa. And I'm like, no, it's Saint, this is St. Pete. And also, like, when they, like, just mesh the two. Because, like, St. Pete's more fun. We're, like, more coastal. We have, like, more of the beach sports because it's, like, its own little peninsula within the peninsula. Uh-huh. So there's, like, I don't know, just more stuff to do, in my opinion. Okay. Did you, have you grew up there and lived your life in St. Pete? No, I um, actually was born in Albania, but then I moved to the States and have lived in St. Pete since I was eight. So, since you were eight. Yeah, so okay. about like ten years. So you definitely sound like there's a rivalry between Tampa and St. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Does I don't Tampa think... feel the same way or just, just so do? <laughs> do you think we're not on Tampa's radar? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I feel like... It's just pretty, like, nice to have it distinct. Everyone feels that way. They're like, Tampa's its own thing. It's because, mm-hmm. yeah. Tampa's huge, actually. It goes, like, past, like, the coast part. It's just, like, yeah. and then most of it is just swampy, like, nothingness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. But St. Pete doesn't have a lot of that. So we have, like, a lot of fun stuff. How do you describe? So Florida is a really interesting state because it's, like, five states in one. It's like yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. You can't define mm-hmm. what California is. So, like, what is... Help describe for me what what you think about St. Petersburg versus the rest of Florida. You got mm-hmm. the Panhandle, you've got Tallahassee, you've got Gainesville, you've mm-hmm. got Orlando, you've got Miami and mm-hmm. South Beach. All those different things that make up Florida. Yeah. What's going on with St. Pete versus all those other? <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like with um with St. Pete, I just it's always like very diverse. I've like met yeah. so many different types of people, and so like when you go um into inner like the inner parts of Florida it could be it could get a little bit less diverse and like mm-hmm. different um, but it, it, there's a lot of like Asian cultures a lot of like Hispanic cultures a lot of European cultures too so there's mm-hmm. like lo- really good like Greek restaurants and oh, cool. um, there's just like a lot of variety in my mm-hmm. opinion we have like a cute little downtown area but we also have a lot of like beach air, beach fronts so we can like go swimming yeah. go on the boat for a little bit cool. and like you know Awesome. Just, Very much a boat culture, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Beach is, like, the main thing to do. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we don't want to leave out Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Chandler is a booming metropolis. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing we have is, like, a railroad museum, <laughs> which is, like, very typically Arizona. You would expect that. Right. It's just, like, an old train on a railroad, and you can go inside and look at it. So the, the, the Phoenix area fascinates me as well because, like, people say they're from Phoenix, but are they from, like, Gilbert, Chandler, mm. Scottsdale? Scottsdale. I've heard a lot of Scottsdale. Rarely anyone is ever from 
Phoenix, which is kind of yeah. Sometimes when I say I'm from Chandler, people don't know where that is, so I say you know it's just Phoenix. It's just Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I just default to Phoenix sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I bet imagine there are rivalries between like Tucson. I mean, people like feel strongly about the Phoenix area versus Tucson versus Flagstaff. Mm, yeah, I think no? especially because the the college campus is there. So right. you know, like NAU, mm-hmm. uh, ASU, U of A. I think over Thanksgiving break they had their like big game. I almost went to that. Oh really? Um, but yeah, I don't feel strongly towards either. I'm not a huge fan of Arizona. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go there your whole life? Uh, no, I moved there when I was five. I was actually born in Portugal. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, so born in, in Albania, born in Portugal, found yourself in Arizona and Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> And then you both ended up here in Los Angeles at USC. How did, how did that process? How did you choose USC? Um, out of the schools that I was applying to, it was, like, the most um, – it offered, like – I really value diversity and, like, um, having, like, different types of people, studying different types of things. Like, so USC is, like, a big school, has a lot of, like, different majors in it. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, like, always lived with, like, Thornton majors or music majors or, like, cinema school students because I like to have that kind of, like, diversity of thought. I didn't want to go to, like, a purely engineering school. Um, and so that was, like, the biggest part. And, of course, L.A. is, like, I wanted to get out of the Florida humidity, so I'm, <laughs> like, more, more, more better to go. Um, so, yeah. That yeah, humidity is no joke. Yeah. No, not at all. Especially hair does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women hair, women's hair is definitely the issue, but I feel like when I was in Florida once, uh, it was like, I don't remember what time of year it was. It actually didn't matter, but you went out, <laughs> but it was like hot during the day. Fine. But you go out at night. No, it's still hot. It's the same temperature and the same humidity. And mm-hmm. you're like, what is going on? Because yeah. I'm so used to California mm-hmm. where you drop 20 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even in the summertime, it gets down to, like, 60. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is nice. We go out, we hang out outside. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, let's go outside. I'm like, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels no, sticky. No, it's always, like, that's, like, yeah. the worst part. Now when I go back, I've kind of, like, California's kind of made me, like, less, I can't hand, I can't handle humidity anymore. So, anymore. Yeah, not at all. And then with you, your blood, your because your blood thins, right, in Arizona? I, sometimes what? I tell her that California feels humid, and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right, it's the exact opposite. Right? <laughs> and then, have you, when you go back home to Arizona at all, do you, re- do you realize, oh my god, I can't take this heat as well as yeah, I used to? Yeah, yeah, definitely, because I got used to, you know, like, a nice 80, maybe 90 mm-hmm. degrees. I guess this year was a little warmer, but then I went home and it was not even 100, but I thought it was so hot. And my brother was like, what? It's, it hasn't even hit, you know, 120 degrees. <laughs> 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 blood I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's because it's dry? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's an actual biochemical thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's running through my brain. I, I, I realize in this audience this is not the best thing. To do. <laughs> <laughs> so people, people, and so, so don't take me literally. People say, like, oh, my blood's all thinned out. I'm fine. I don't think it's I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then when they, when they move away, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. It, yeah. it, my blood changes. I feel different. <laughs> and I'm like... So I always use that term blood thinning, and I realize well, it's probably not technically. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to a biomedical engineer. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So that's really interesting. You guys have really similar paths as well, which is really interesting. Did you guys know that about each other, that you have this, this pathway of born somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Do we talk about it a lot? No. No? <laughs> I mean, I knew that you were born, like, I knew that you were in Portugal and, mm. like, uh, well, I guess came yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I knew, like, your background. I don't know if we've... We met, I think, freshman year, 
um, encode the change. And mm-hmm. then we did a lot of very similar things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I asked Marcel if she wanted to help with Athena Hacks, and then now we just do everything together. <laughs> well, so, that's really, so then the other thing I'm noticing is that you have the same nails. Oh, there's a story. There's a story. What is going on? What is going on with the nail? Because I noticed on one of you, and then I realized, wait a minute. It's <laughs> Well, this semester we kind of spent every waking moment together, so we've morphed. I even have the same phone case. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you do! Wait, are you are you are you are you uh, consciously making these decisions to do the same thing? No, no, no. it gets better. We're living together next year. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's go through this. So for the nails, we're going to the Pac-12 game tomorrow. Sweet. Okay, so I was about to ask. Okay. So for our listeners, we're recording this on Thursday, November 30th. Tomorrow Mm -hmm. is the Pac-12 championship game Mm -hmm. up uh, up north. Santa Clara. And you're going up there. Yep. Okay, so you got your nails done. Yeah. USC themed. All cardinal and gold. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Did Mm -hmm. you guys go get it done together? We actually did them ourselves. No way, really? Yeah, I drew the little SC on hers. They have, yeah, they have a little SC on the ring finger. That's super cool. Right, that's what I noticed. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, what is going on? What is going on with these fingers? There's something happening here, and I didn't get it. And then the phone case, um, Ying wanted this phone case, and then she ordered. I ordered the wrong size. size. So I was like, I have a smaller phone. I'll just take it. And here we are. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so We're not crazy. Subconsciously, you are all you're doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. It just happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that works. All right. So let's get to the main point. Athena hacks. What is Athena hacks? Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon um athena hacks is the largest premier all-female hackathon that we hold here at usc um the main purpose is to like provide like a nice space where everyone can come and like uh, work on their on work on their projects feel comfortable enough to attend workshops learn something new um work on whatever they want to work on. We're kind of um, targeting, like, beginner hackers or beginner um, uh, people who haven't really had much experience with any, like, of these technologies. New to the hackathon mm-hmm. space. And yeah. That whole, that whole philosophy. Because there are definitely people that are, like, way into it, and that's all they yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. Hackathons. yeah. Which brings me to the idea of where did the idea for Athena Hacks come from? Because I think mm-hmm. the key part of your sentence there is all female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so a couple of friends and I went to a few hackathons freshman year, and this, this was when I didn't even know what a hackathon was. Um, but it was very you know, overwhelming. I feel like, that, at least in my experience, I didn't have a lot of guidance in terms of maybe you should go to this workshop and like try out this thing. It was like everyone showed up. They already like knew what they were going to be building. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. making an iOS app, or I'm making like a game, or a VR, like a virtual reality game. And I, was, I just didn't know what to do. And I think... Um, we shared those experiences and we talked about maybe, you know, this is a space that's missing in hackathons. Um, and one of the founders had also gone to an all-female hackathon up in, 
think at YouTube, like yeah, YouTube like in San Jose or something yeah. like that. And they they really liked the environment. Um, so we thought that you know SoCal is missing that too. Mm-hmm. So we started that here. Yeah. So is this the first one uh, at, at USC, the first all-female hackathon? Yes. And then do you know is that the first one at colleges, or are there another one at colleges? There are other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think Duke has one. North Carolina, UNC. North, okay, yeah, yeah. University of North Carolina. Yeah. But um, there's only, like very few. Like I'm sure like we could look up, and there's probably like less than ten. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you describe as the major difference between... Because Athena Hex is, is one hackathon per year, or actually, let's get into the logistics. What what, what happens with Athena Hex throughout a given year? Yeah. yeah. Um, Athena and I apologize is if my computer starts making noises. I'm installing <laughs> I just realized I, I started installing an update a while ago, <laughs> and it's a major software update, and oh, yeah. the whole OS is updating, and it's not done. I thought it would be done by the time we got here. <laughs> so we, we might hear it go off in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of logistics, Athena Hacks happens once a year, for once once a school year. Um, and it's usually in the spring for us. It just happened that we started planning it over the summer, and we thought spring would be when we could get everything done. Um, and usually most hackathons are like that, too. They'll yeah. happen once a year, um, especially because, you know, sponsors who join us for hackathons work based on their, like, annual fiscal year. So mm-hmm. um, that kind of affects it, too. Yeah. Um, we've and done spring. I think it'll continue being in the spring. Yeah. And then throughout, like, the remaining year, we have, like, um, a group of, like, 15 organizers, and we work towards, like, all the different parts that make up the hackathon, marketing, mm-hmm. logistics, um, programs, like, getting sponsors and stuff like that. So, so in comparison to other hackathons, uh, run me through what your hackathon looks like compared to maybe a typical hackathon or a more popular one? Or mm-hmm. uh, if you were to compare it to, let's say, something bigger like Stanford's annual hackathon or even like USC's like regular HackSC, like open to everyone. Um, right. those so, so that's the annual big hackathon mm-hmm. here at USC, HackSC. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you were to compare it to that, that one has about like 800, they usually aim for like 800 students, mm-hmm. um, 800 hackers. And we, we're, we last year had around 350 hackers. All female, all 350. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is huge. Which is crazy because um, usually at those hackathons, only like a small percentage is women. So it's like... What would you guess? Um, less than 50. W- way less than 50. Uh, maybe like around the 20s or 30s. Like I wouldn't say it was 50% so we're ta- female. Yeah, we're, gonna say we're yeah. talking about like less than 10%. Yeah. And then if like you get 8%. to like the crazier or not the, the like um, more challenging or... The more reputable ones, like mm-hmm. hack or um, tree Three hacks, hacks is really big. yeah, and that one's like is, even that's the Stanford, that's the Stanford one, Stanford one yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's even less like female ratio. Like the female ratio is a lot lower there. So um, we like we definitely wanted to like just make it geared towards women and like have um, just put all our efforts into recruiting like high school students, people who in college who have never hacked, people who are not even CS majors who like are interested in learning something just mm-hmm. come and like <clears throat> attend a hack, uh, workshop and something <coughs> like that. So um, it's a lot more in terms of like um, the general setup, it's structured the same way. We have openings, we have like a big hack space where everyone can hack. Um, we have workshops throughout the time. We have social events. Um, we have food because that's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, yeah, in terms of everything else, it's usually set up similar to them. So most people, I think, understand the basic idea of a hackathon, but but I think there are some people that still just hear about it but mm-hmm. don't really know what yeah. happens at a hackathon. Can you, yeah. can you walk me through what, like, I, pretend I'm an incoming freshman, <laughs> uh, female computer science. I've just started doing this. I've never been to a hackathon. Uh, what's the whole deal? What is the detail? What, what happens? Why should I do it? 
Yeah, I would describe a hackathon as just like a period of time where you can learn and build. Um, I thought it was something where you would have to hack to a computer and like I thought <laughs> yeah. like Hollywood movies that's with the like thing. That's the point, the term yeah. hacking. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's where you hack, you learn, you hack. Yeah. yeah. More hacking. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's like, okay, well, am I breaking into yeah. the bank? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we were talking to cybersecurity a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago at this yeah. point, and they actually do things like that. Like, they yeah. have yeah. a thing where they actually go and like, what was capture the flag? I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the difference cool. between those like cyber hack yeah. competitions or tournaments and mm-hmm. hackathons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, hack in this term is just like used as like working on a project. Like you're building and something. I th- yeah, I think they use hack because it's like very short term. Like we mm-hmm. usually want to build something within like that span of time, like the two days. So they use hack as in like throw something together and like present it. Uh, so okay. I guess that's why the term hack is used, not really like breaking into like so anything. <laughs> most hackathons are two days, a weekend? Yeah. And how long is Athena Hacks? Um, ours was 24 hours. I've seen some hackathons go up to 36. Ours was, like, a little bit more around, like, 30, because we start at, like, 10 a.m. or at noon on Saturday and end at, like, 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. on. So it's a little bit over 24 hours, but yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. I, the beginning of what a hackathon is. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I had to tell someone why they should go to Athena Hacks, I would say definitely we focus on workshops and mentorship um, that was something that we got a lot of good feedback from from Athena uh, Hacks 2017 um, <laughs> it was that they really loved how they could just go to workshops talk to sponsors talk to some of the technical people there and get a lot of help they felt that compared to some other hackathons they've been to um, it just wasn't accessible um, and that was really really nice to hear <laughs> that they felt it was a place that they could get help and learn something. And I was really happy to see like how excited people were Aww. that they actually yeah. got their project together. Mm-hmm. And what kind of projects are they making? It can honestly be anything. Um, we saw a few mobile apps. Um, and the, it was really cool because it was an all-female hackathon. Some people made it very like specific towards like needs that, you know, like you might not see in a regular hackathon. Someone made like... Um, maybe how to identify microaggressions in the tech industry as a female. And it was kind of like a game where you'd click around um, and then, like, see maybe a phrase pop up, and then, you know, you get to choose the best response to that phrase. So that was kind of cool mm-hmm. to see how they incorporated the idea of, like, diversity in tech in their projects. Mm-hmm. Um, there also was uh, a virtual reality, like, island game where you could just walk around and, like, build really a cool. fire or, or <laughs> like, you know, cool. fish or something like that. So that <laughs> it can be anything. There were so many things we saw. Yeah. There, there, I think most of our... Um, most of the projects I talked to, mostly they had not worked on, like, they hadn't touched any, like, web development, like, um, languages or anything like that before, but they built this, like, website that, like, plans, um, I think the one that I saw was, like, it would plan um, a shopping trip if you're going to have, like, a friend gathering, and it'll split the bill um, and de- dedicate, like, oh, this person's going to buy these things, and this person's going to do these things. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they hadn't yeah. touched, like, HTML or any, they hadn't even, like, known about that before. And it's, like, really cool that, it's, like, they spent their time to, like, learn and, like. <clears throat> yeah. So is the, in the in the 24 to 30-ish hours that you do, is it all, like, workshops in the beginning, like a bunch of classes? And yeah. then is that how the structure works? Yeah, so we usually push the workshops towards the beginning. So we have our opening ceremony where we have, you know, some speakers come in, some women in the industry, and then we go right into workshops. Um, and that's kind of, to, you know, help those people who might not know exactly what they want to do have some sort of 
um, place to start from, whether it's they go to an iOS um, workshop and they say, oh, okay, I want to make a mobile app, or if you know they just wanted to hop around the workshops, they happen for probably the first six hours because they're on average like an hour and a half, and we try to touch on all the topics that you could potentially do mm-hmm. at a hackathon. And then once it gets into the evening, we have less of the technical workshops and more what we call professional workshops, where we have maybe a panelist of current software engineers come in and you can just talk to them. Um, We have fireside chats where the participants can just go, you know, chat with them about what was your experience in the industry, what advice do you have. This year, we're hoping to have also a resume building workshop because I know my resume (laughs) freshman year was not so great. Um, So I think that'll be helpful. So it kind of just like... Um, we can't. Yeah, pretty much. Well, like it's like a pretty much a f- open. Free-for-all. It's a free for all. Like you're not required to attend the workshop. People who like p- people can choose just to start immediately yeah. working on something or like take their own path. And we provide like um, starter guides to like different um, areas. Like we provide an iOS starter guide. They could download it and be like and make like a small app and then build off of that app to build something. Um, but yeah, it's like it's really nice to have the workshops at the beginning because everyone really likes like know what to do before they start. <laughs> Who are the 350 that attended? A lot. So a lot of USC students, um, and then a lot of like the s- schools from within like the SoCal area, like University of California San Diego was big. University of California Irvine, Riverside, Riverside, UCLA, Caltech, and then we definitely reached out to like local schools, like uh, high schools. Um, I don't know their names, but but there was about, um, I think, 35, I want to say, high school students. And we're trying to up that this year to have more. Um, Yeah. How are teams created? Do they come in in their own teams? So some people come in in their own teams knowing, like, oh, we should go check out this hackathon um, Mm -hmm. at USC. Um, And others who might just be going for the first time or just wanted to check it out, we have, like, a team formation um, activity at the beginning Um, of the opening ceremony when people are checking in and, you know, kind of just sitting around waiting. We let people, you know, kind of chat and be like, oh, I kind of thought I might want to make a game. And then they might meet someone else who also wanted to make a game and then they can work together. Mm -hmm. And we try to facilitate that in the beginning before workshops so that everyone, you know, has at least someone to go with to Mm -hmm. the workshops. If they want to. Because you can also solo it if you... Don't yeah, we had a few people just show up and say, like, I'm not going to make a project. I'm going to go to the workshops and, you know, see what I can learn. And they didn't necessarily work with the team to make a project, which was totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any barrier to entry as far as getting involved? Is there a cost or is there a registration process, an invite process, or is it just... We do have a registration process, but it's a quick app, and you fill it out, and you just, like, tell us a little about your background, what school you go to, and, like, um, I think there's a couple, like, why do you want to come to Athena Hacks? Like, why are you interested in? Um, so there is a selection process. Yeah, in in some sense, but we are very open to, like, um, like I, I wouldn't say we, we're very, like, we would turn selective. many people. You're yeah, not very selective. Yeah, we mm-hmm. would, we kind of... You want as many people there. Yeah, possibly. we're trying to like if someone's interested, we want to provide that space. Like we don't want to yeah. be like, no, you can't come. To I think our yeah. only limitation is just the size of the venue and the yeah. number mm-hmm. of people we can. Only so many like, chairs in the room. Have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the only limitation. Okay. Cool. And so it's mostly, but you're focused on college students. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. 
It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Yes, like early beginners, and um, now we're like trying to also get into the high school space as well. Very cool. <laughs> and how much does this whole thing? It, do you say like, does it cost to, to join, or is it free? So for the hackers, to, to it, it, it's completely free. <laughs> so they'll show up for the weekend, and they have food, and um, they don't have to pay for the hackathon. We send buses to some schools if they need to. Like we send mm-hmm. buses to um, UCSD. And you provide that transportation? Yeah. 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 We got That's a few awesome. lift codes for yeah. UCLA students, mm-hmm. too. So we, we probably target the, the bigger schools around us. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of cost of the hackathon, we do have to look for sponsors to help us yeah. out with yeah. that because yeah. there is a lot going on. Definitely. What was the overall like budget? What, what did it cost last year? I don't have the exact number. Oh, I Roughly. don't have the exact numbers because I wasn't on the finance committee, but Roughly. I would, um, I think I want to say around like, Thirteen, because we did 13, not have to pay 000. for a venue. Thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, thirteen thousand. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> thirteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We got a lot of help from USC, so mm-hmm. we got our venue for free, which was really That's nice. That's amazing. Because yeah. Nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the person. I don't get venues for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dean of the library was super helpful. Yes. She was like immediately hopped on the idea of like I love this idea I want to help you guys get started so we really appreciated that um in terms of food we just reached out to some of the local restaurants um who might be interested in catering but that Mm -hmm. was also stuff we needed to get covered by sponsors yeah so I guess in that on that train of thought we do reach out to tech companies so like Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Honeywell. Yeah, yeah. So we ask them to sponsor, and they can choose like what level of sponsorship, and then it kind of all plays in because certain sponsors get you know perks like they can hold their own workshop. So we get Mm -hmm. the sponsor and the workshop. So Mm -hmm. you know, did you have like a title or like a big premier sponsor last year, or were they all basically the same level? Um, They were basically the same level. Honeywell was our biggest sponsor last year. Yeah, which is really cool. I think this year it's New Desic. New Desic. Yes. I don't know this one. What is this company? I'm not entirely sure what they do either. <laughs> I am, yeah, they do a lot of cloud platform stuff, but okay. I um, I think it's more enterprise based. So I'm not really super familiar with exactly what they do. I think they mainly work with like big companies. Okay. Um, but yeah, behind the scenes cloud platform strategies, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We have like a bunch of sp- and this year. Um, we also have like Facebook, Google, Qualcomm. I think Qualcomm. is joining us this year. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Are you, what's your targeted like participation number this year? We're trying to get a little bit bigger, but there's also limit. It depends on the venue um, that we do decide to hold it in, because some venues have like certain limitations. But we would love to expand because um, last year, like we definitely, it was our first year. First year, so 350 is like a baseline. I would assume. I hope we don't get smaller than that. Mm-hmm. So it's um, funny because yeah. last year we had no idea what we were. <laughs> we showed up the morning of to check people in and. We, we, we had maybe like 300 RSVPs or mm-hmm. so, but you know sometimes people RSVP and don't show up. So mm-hmm. we're thinking maybe we'll just only get USC students, yeah. and there'll be like 50 people at our hackathon, yeah. or we're just going to get way too many and we're not going to have space for yeah. them. So we had no idea what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really cool to you know 
the waves of buses would come in and then we'd see <laughs> all the lines. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was really exciting. We don't want to get like super big though. I don't think we'd ever no. like do 800. Um, no. Just because like it kind of takes away from the feel that we, we are trying to provide. So yeah, um, yeah we don't ever want to get super big. But um, well, Let's go back to the idea of the feelings that you had at other hackathons that made you want to start this. Uh, given, obviously, just it makes a big difference mm-hmm. to be, you know, 8% of a, of a population in something that's so, for lack of a better term, intimate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just you're crammed into a place, you're not sleeping, mm-hmm. you're just doing these things over <laughs> and over again. Mm-hmm. You might be the only woman on a team, and then there's only four other teams before mm-hmm. you get to another woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you explain to our listeners what that's like and why that, was something important to create Athena Hex? Yeah, um, it just gets, when you're like one of, you're a small percentage of a lot, it just can get a little bit intimidating. That's the first feeling. Um, you just kind of um, hear these loud voices saying like, oh, I, um, like, let's do this. Like, oh, I know how to, like, I've had like three years of experience in this. And like, it's just like very like, I know how to do this. You know I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it, it just kind of screams like, you don't know anything. And so it's kind <laughs> of like hard to, um, overcome that and then I mean like there's definitely supportive people but like when you are surrounded in that space you kind of get that feeling and then um, another thing that I always feel I always just feel like har- it's harder for me to um, reach out and ask for help so yeah. if I if I get stuck I'm like oh I don't want to ask because I don't want them to think I'm stupid because they probably already kind of have like the sense that I'm probably not as talented as them and so when it's an honest question yeah when it's a, like within it's a legit question so um that's you start like, second guessing yourself overall and your own value. Yeah, yeah, and so at that point, I like you just keep to yourself and you kind of get stuck and like stuck in these cycles of like, yeah. oh, do, do I work on this part or should I just like um, ask? And it's nice to have. I think that the biggest thing we're trying to do is just provide that space where anyone could just ask questions and not feel like not be little, not be belittled for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was I really struggled with. Like speaking up when you know mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on because it was the idea of like oh I'm just perpetuating what they already think mm-hmm. about me, um, and then you know that just causes this like cycle like you said where you don't really want to say it but then you don't know what's going on then you can't help mm-hmm. um, you can't work on the team really that much. Mm-hmm. I've also had experiences though where you know sometimes if you don't speak up in the beginning it just you could have done something earlier mm-hmm. um, like sometimes. After, I guess, like a few more, I took a few more of my CS classes, Um, there have been times where, you know, at the beginning of a project, I think, I don't think this is the way we should do it, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't want to bring it up, and then maybe halfway through the project, the team is like, oh, yeah, this wasn't the way we're supposed to do it, and it's like, (laughs) oh, well, I thought that in the beginning, I should have said it earlier, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's just being able to share the ideas is the really important part. had, like if I had said something earlier, maybe we wouldn't have wasted half of our time <laughs> on the project. But it's yeah, just yeah. like small things where you feel like you can't speak up, and we want everyone to be able to do that at Athena Hex. Yeah. It also doesn't smell as bad. <laughs> I said it also doesn't smell as bad. It smells bad. Yeah. Hackathons yeah. are notorious for you know not sleeping, not showering. Hundreds of dudes all in one space. Yeah. Nice. Which, well, yeah, I'm, uh, Athena Hacks. That should be this, the that should be the uh, subline. Uh, it doesn't smell as bad. Yeah, Athena Hacks, the non-smelling hack. <laughs> we smell better. <laughs> we smell better. Um, so, are they all? Is everyone that goes a computer science major? No, no not at all. Um, like, there's definitely like a lot of computer science. There's also like 
um, people that are in the engineering field but not necessarily computer science. It could be, like, electrical engineering, uh, biomedical engineering. Anybody who's, like, really interested in learning something is really open to it. And we're, like, really also aiming for, like, people who just are not CS or not engineering that just don't have a technical yeah. background. We're totally open to that. There was I a girl... Go sorry. Ahead, sorry. There was this girl who um, came last year. She was a cinema major, and she worked on a VR project. She didn't do much of the technical stuff, but she worked with the graphics a lot. So um, she really became a valuable asset of the team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just as valuable as somebody who was working on the like technical aspect of it. So how do you, how do you get those types of people, non computer science people, whether they're biomedical or whatever, mm-hmm. to start to come to this event and not create the same <coughs> environment that you found via gender? You see, mm-hmm. what I'm getting at like how. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you've eliminated gender from it, which is mm-hmm. a, a huge role. And I think that once you oh, get I all, w- once you get all women, I think naturally you're gonna people that are gonna listen to each other much better than a bunch of smelly dudes. <laughs> and, and I totally understand mm-hmm. that. But how do you not create this new perpetuating cycle mm-hmm. of a non-CS person feeling like they can't contribute, don't know what to contribute, don't want to sound like mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. see, what I'm getting at. That's actually one of our focuses this year. We're aiming on having professional workshops on what we're calling tech-adjacent um, careers, which mm-hmm. is maybe not necessarily software engineering, but, you know, product management, which mm-hmm. is super important in the industry, design, design. Um, and stuff like that. Where you And you know, as, as computer scientists, you need that. You yeah. need someone yeah. else that's yeah. good at management. Yeah. You need someone yeah. else that's good at design mm-hmm. to be able to be like, I don't think we should do it that way. We should probably manage exactly. it this way. Because you yeah. guys just want to get in there and start going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does not work out that way. The project does not get done if you just start working like we do. But yeah. Yeah, um, I think because we have, um, you know, stories from Athena Hacks last year that we can tell, we're hoping those people who maybe didn't show up the first time will think, you know, this is a place where I could contribute it was hard marketing last year just because we had absolutely nothing to go off mm-hmm. of. But um, this year we're hoping to get a little more diversity in terms of, um, you know, what people are studying and then yeah. the projects. Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder to reach out to people who aren't technical um, because they do feel like we do feel about, like, they feel the same way. Once you put a hackathon on something, yeah, that yeah, word. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're scared. I'm um, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this year we're just trying to just reach out, um, doing the, like, career fairs, doing the... Um, student organization fairs and just like trying to talk to people Um, I think that's like the biggest thing we can do is just like get it out there and see like if someone is actually truly interested they'll hopefully feel welcomed enough as long as we make it yeah you're another major you're a philosophy major Mm -hmm. you've heard so much about how coding is important you have a little bit of interest but you never had the accessibility of doing it so sign up for this and we're gonna you're gonna put them through workshops help them find a team yeah Mm -hmm. and get to just come with ideas yeah Mm -hmm. or not and they'll still have a good time just an interest just a passion really just like an inkling of like (laughs) i want to learn this or Mm -hmm. that's cool Mm -hmm. and 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 the other thing that that philosophy major might want to know is they're not going to sleep (laughs) <laughs> we uh, have what, 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 yeah, there's a lot of Red Bull and caffeine okay. so. we also do have nap areas so we yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have rooms where we say you know we get it you need to sleep yeah um, the organizers need to sleep yeah, too last year bit. we had like a sleep schedule where we take yeah. shifts just to go nap yeah um, no it's encouraged that you feel your best and you'll work your best I guess um so if you're tired, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah will definitely be those people that will just stay up. I think yeah. I was trying to help somebody with the iOS bug at like four in the morning. And I was like, my brain is not working right now. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But yeah, either or, whatever they want to do. And, and the high school students, are they there for the whole time? 
No, um, because with the underage... Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of liability there. Yeah, yes. so we have to have them sign waivers. Everyone has to sign waivers, mm-hmm. but um, the high schoolers are only allowed on campus until, I think, 9 p.m., Right. which is fine, I think, in terms of what we heard from feedback because they still got to go to the workshops, workshops. <laughs> and work on the their project um, in that space. And then they can come back in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. And that continue. Yeah. yeah, it's just for you know like liability reasons. We're not allowed to have minors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Stay no, overnight. Was, mm-hmm. I'm curious about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which makes me think of how how can you create a program for high school students that isn't a, a, a thon, isn't isn't a 24 hour experience? How can you how can you kind of take this model and get high schoolers prepped? Like maybe, I don't know, a weekend program? Yeah. Like yeah. Six weekends we in a row, Saturdays. So last year we actually had what we, was, we called it like a pre-Athena Hacks workshop. Mm-hmm. Pre, Pre-Athena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a few weeks before Athena Hacks and Microsoft wanted to hold their um, imaging workshop. So Yeah. It, it was a lot of like focus like in design and yeah. more mm-hmm. of, and also like data science as well. They did a little bit of everything. I think they were just trying to show some cool projects they were working yeah. on. So mm-hmm. that was open to um, not just people who were going to Athena Hacks, but, you know, people at USC who might be interested, high schoolers. That was, um, like, in the evening where there was there was really no restriction. And mm-hmm. so we're hoping on potentially expanding that this year into maybe a workshop series mm-hmm. um, that's maybe a little more, you know, geared towards stuff you might see at Hackathon. So that's, yeah. like, yeah. web or mobile mm-hmm. workshops. Um, just because, yeah, we f- we felt bad. We wanted them to stay the whole time. Yeah, yeah. you know. But they can't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's fine. That's I guess it's my point of like, imagine how you felt and why you started Athena Hacks, and how can you go into high schools and work against that? And and to me, that seems like that's six weekend programs. The hackathon's not that important for mm-hmm. high school students. It's yeah. the prep so that when they mm-hmm. get here as freshmen. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones that are that that thing gets perpetuated against. But I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I don't feel comfortable voicing mm-hmm. my opinion, et cetera, regardless of gender. I think yeah. the biggest thing we're trying to do is trying to get them to come just just, here. Them, yeah. just show them something. That's yeah, cool. um, because like most of them are scared of engineering or they don't know. They're yeah. like computer science. Like I can't do that. But like yes, you can. Like yeah, you, you just take the class. You can do it. Um, so I think like the biggest thing is like just share our personal stories. Like I was in high school once. I like. Didn't think I could do computer science. I like came in as a math major because I was like, I can't do CS. Um, and you just know that you can do it if you do want it. If you are interested in it, just try it. Just take the class, see if you like it. Um, so really, we're just trying to get them to like see that see it. it's a mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. Like that's you, cool. it's definitely an option. You can like explore it and see if it is for you or not. Well, then maybe that's it. Bring them to the hackathon. Let's like it's almost like a summer camp thing. Yeah. You, know, you go to yeah. summer camp and then you come back as the counselor in training. So maybe you start out with uh, the, this is Athena Hacks and if yeah. you like it well then maybe you sign up for this like development program over the fall semester mm-hmm. and you do this whole development program then you come back and you're like ready to be like a powerful member of the team for their second year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Else. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think it was while working on planning Athena Hacks that I realized that there are a lot of programs that I didn't know existed mm-hmm. when I was in high school. So I think the biggest one I learned about was called Girls Who Code, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is like a high school program, and they have 
volunteers come in to you know facilitate club meetings and those can be at like public libraries mm-hmm. or high schools after class um, ends and so I actually signed up to volunteer for one so I volunteered for a semester I drove out to Silver Lake is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know yeah, yeah. Um, so I would go to a library and just like help out with, you know, if they wanted to work on a website or um, there was, like, a five-year-old who was insane. She, <laughs> she, she made so many cool games. Oh, and it man. was just, like, it was interesting because wow. I could tell them, like, hey, I'm also, you know, part of, like, the planning committee for Athena Hacks if you wanted to come out at some point mm-hmm. in US, at USC. And it was just realizing that, you know, those programs exist, but, like, some people don't know about them. Yeah. Right. So, like, I guess the issue is, like, mm-hmm. we got to tell them those things exist for, and yeah. they're I, available to them. Yeah. I think a lot of us use, like, Athena Hacks as, like, kind of, like, a platform. Um, I think, like, especially at the um, Explore a Sea event we had a few days ago, a yeah. few weeks ago mm-hmm. for the high school kids, um, we would just, like, the girls would come up and, like, ask about Hackathon, but then we would just start talking about, like, CS and engineering in general yeah. and be like, oh, how do you feel in your classes? I'm like, well, USC is very inclusive. Like, I never felt... Like, I would just tell them about my experience. It was really yeah. nice to, like, use Athena as, like, the starting point of the conversation and just, like, continue and, like, help them out with, like, whatever yeah. questions they have. Just you know? knowing that you're there yeah. is yeah. an important thing. So when is Athena Hacks scheduled for the spring? Do we know? Yeah, um, we're aiming for end of February, so February 24th to 25th. That's uh, coming up fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And then uh, you've already got you, your targeted schools are going after? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, applications are already open mm-hmm. um, on our website. Where can people find all that information? Athenahacks.com. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And also our Facebook page, Athena Hacks. Um, yeah, so all of that is on our website, and you can apply um, and you can also apply if you are if you're interested in just doing being a mentor or um, a volunteer. You can reach out to us, and there's mentor apps also yeah. open on our website. Yeah, we've had a lot of guys actually reach out and say, you know, I like this, but you know, obviously it's an all female <laughs> hackathon. Yeah. But how can I help? Which is why we started the whole mentorship, the mentorship volunteering mm-hmm. um, applications. So those are still things that they can do and help out with. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Come to Athena Hacks. <laughs> Wait, I have a question really fast. So who came up with the name Athena Hacks and why did you choose it? I did. Yeah? yeah oh, was, perfect. Was, we were... Um, this is your idea, Athena? <laughs> <laughs> we were... It was over the summer and we were just all on a Google Hangout. And we're like, you know, we go to USC. It's got to be like something maybe Greek related. Um, and then we thought at first like Hera Hacks because for marketing you could like highlight the her uh-huh. um, and we that were just kind of cool. like playing around with ideas and I think I landed on Athena Hacks because she's the goddess of wisdom and we're yeah, like, yeah. you know women are wise. <laughs> women are wise so and it kind of just like sounded right yeah so that's, that's, right. Right. that's what it was yeah Athena Hacks and that's then awesome. we had a nice little owl for our for the our logo so, so it all worked out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the owl is representing wisdom as well yeah or because yeah. Athena's um, I guess like Animal is the owl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. She in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And that just about wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on SoundCloud. For our prospective students out there, make sure you're checking viterbiadmission.usc.edu for any updates on the application. And for the rest of you, keep reading our blogs and fight on. See you next week. <laughs>